Hello, you're listening to Masterful Librarian Podcast with your host, Marion Royal, helping librarians achieve greater relevance, meaning, and impact in a rapidly changing world. Hello, librarians. Welcome to this week's episode where I'm going to talk about leaders in the library. They're not always who you think they are. As usual, for complete show notes, you can go to masterfullibrarian.com slash EP-29. I like to think and learn and share about leadership. It's really kind of my thing. Becoming a better leader is something that I work at all the time. And since I started my new position, it's been even more important to me because I have a fairly large team that I lead. And one of my responsibilities is to nurture and develop the people on my team, the leaders on my team, the experienced and the emerging. So it seemed like a good thing for me to talk about with you. Now, there are a lot of definitions of leadership, and here are just a few. The one in charge, the person who convinces other people to follow. That's from vocabulary.com. Another definition, a person who influences a group of people towards the achievement of a goal. And that's from vta.com. A third definition, Someone who can see how things can be improved and who rallies people to move toward that better vision. That's from chieflearningofficer.com. I kind of like that last one. But I'm more drawn to this definition from a white paper by Ball et al. In the paper, The Role of Power in Effective Leadership, They define a leader as someone who has the potential to influence others. True leaders are powerful people, and it's because of this ability to influence. You could be that leader. Maybe you just said something to yourself like, I'm not a leader, I'm not the boss, or I've never even been a manager or a supervisor. Or maybe I'm the most junior person in the library. I'm certainly not a leader. But I've got news for you. You don't have to be the director or the manager or a supervisor to be a powerful and effective leader. I used to be the director at a small public library. And one of my staff members was a young woman who had been in her job only a few months when I arrived. It was her first job in a library, and she was absolutely the most junior person on the staff. She was a a library assistant one. A few months into my tenure there, I had to write a publicity piece. And, you know, I don't even remember now what it was I was writing, but I wanted staff input before it was published. Because because I know I can always do better, and, and I like for the staff to collaborate. So I sent it out to all my staff for comments and suggestions. Well, this young woman, still wet behind the ears, wrote me back with several comments and suggestions for improvement, 
both in language and grammar and content. I have to be honest, at first, you know, my ego reared up and I was just a little taken aback. I mean, after all, here I was, the seasoned librarian, the director with multiple degrees and decades of experience. And here was this newbie telling me how to write better. I mean, well, (laughs) and then I told that ego to just take a seat and I looked hard at her suggestions. On several points, she was absolutely right. And I was delighted because that was the kind of feedback I was looking for. So I called her in my office and we talked about her suggestions and I told her which ones I would incorporate and which ones were off the mark. And I explained why. And I thanked her for stepping up and getting involved. She was the only person on the staff that gave me any feedback on that piece. I loved having that girl on my staff. And after I left, she was hired away by another city department. And in fact, there was a little power struggle over who would get her in their department because there were two important positions open in different departments and both of those directors wanted her on their team. This young woman, as junior and new as she was, stepped up and acted like a leader. She instinctively knew that she didn't need a title or a position to influence others. With the right support and mentoring from her future, her current and future supervisors, she's going to go far in her life and in her career. And I'm excited to see what happens. Sometimes the most influential leaders, the most influential people, the best leaders in the library don't have any interest in supervising others, none at all. They're happy to support and inspire the people around them by being good team members and working hard to be the best they can be in their positions and to help others do well too. I have had and currently have the pleasure of working with a number of people like that. They are the unsung heroes and the invisible leaders in great libraries, and you want to nurture those people. Or maybe you want to be one of those people. So leaders don't have to be the people with the institutional power. They can lead simply by supporting others, getting involved, and caring about the goals of the institution and the people with whom they work. By the same token, You can absolutely be the boss and hold that scepter of power in your institution and not be much of a leader or maybe no leader at all. I'm pretty sure you all know the kinds of people I'm talking about. No one would voluntarily follow them for all the money in the world. These are the kinds of people who leverage their authority in a punishing and bullying way. Or they're the kind of people who do nothing except hide in their offices and expect their staff members to handle everything while they handle nothing, including personnel problems or other kinds of troubles in the library. Sometimes they're the people who ignore the people who work for them, 
but take all the credit for the team's accomplishments. Or sometimes they simply behave as if the team and their mission don't even exist. I once worked for a manager who never one time came into my department or to my office to chat or to see how I or my staff were doing or learn about our daily work. He never made any effort at all to get to know me or discover how to best leverage my personal talents, strengths, or interests, or those of my staff. The only time he interacted with me was either in a group meeting or in his office when he would give me some kind of a confusing task that wasn't at all related to my job and then ask for a deliverable that even he couldn't define. So I could never deliver what he wanted because he didn't seem to actually know. That person is not a true leader. Please don't be a team member or director or supervisor like that. You may be thinking to yourself now that you're not a leader because you don't have a natural talent for leadership. I mean, you're probably always hearing about natural-born leaders, right? Those people who just instinctively know how to inspire and influence others. Well, here's the good news. You can learn to be a strong leader right here where you are right now today. How, you ask? Well, if you're fortunate enough to work with one or more true leaders, start paying close attention to what they do and how they interact with those around them. Ask questions and I mean, you know, be so bold as to ask them to mentor you. I don't know anyone that wouldn't appreciate another person asking for guidance and mentorship. If you don't currently have someone in your life like that, that you could ask to mentor you, take some classes and read some books. I have learned probably most of what I know about great leadership from workshops, blogs, videos, and books. Now that said, I have had some amazing, amazing leaders that I've worked with and I've learned from them, but a lot of what I practice has been learned through investigation. In previous episodes, I've talked about some of my favorite leaders and here are a couple. Simon Sinek. I'm a big Simon Sinek fan. Simon has numerous books and a whole lot of workshops online for the person aspiring to be a new or a better leader. In my episode three, Why Are You a Librarian? I talked a little bit about Simon Sinek and the concept of what is your why. If you haven't listened to that episode, you can find it at masterfullibrarian.com slash ep-3. But to find all of his resources, just go to simonsinek.com, and that's S-I-N-E-K, simonsinek.com. Another leader I admire and follow is Kim Scott. Kim wrote the book Radical Candor, first published in 2017. I might almost call this book my handbook on how to be a good leader. The subtitle of the book is how to be a kick-ass boss without losing your humanity. And so what else is there to say about why I love this? I love the strategies and advice she gives in this book. 
and I refer to it often. A third person or group is Ed Morrison and the people who work with him at the Agile Strategy Lab. Ed and his group wrote the book Strategic Doing, and although it's not precisely a leadership text, there is so much good advice and so many solid leadership strategies in that book that I consider it that way. To check out the Strategic Doing approach, go to strategicdoing.net. For now, here are some characteristics and behaviors that I consider to be evidence of a good leader. I work daily to embody and integrate more of them in all that I do because I'm not just leading others in my work at the library. I'm leading the people in my life, uh, everyone that I encounter for a substantial amount of time. And quite honestly, I'm leading myself in every inner dialogue I have, and that's critical. We have the power to influence ourselves more than anyone else. So here are some traits that I value in leaders, and they're not in any particular order of importance. Number one, be present and attentive to those around you, especially your employees, if you have them. This is a heavy lift, being present and attentive all the time, and it requires constant vigilance, but it is a worthy goal that reaps huge rewards, and it's very important to stay present with yourself as well. Number two, be patient. Everyone works and functions at a different pace. Don't expect everyone on your team to work in lockstep And please don't rush creativity. Give people and developments time. Three, care personally. This is straight from Kim Scott and Radical Candor. This is one of her recommendations and her term, care personally. Your employees and team members are people with lives outside of work. You're a person with a life outside of work. Find out who your employees are or your team members are and establish relationships by sharing things about yourself and asking things about them without, you know, violating anyone's privacy. Share common interests. Share something beyond your work self with your team members. Get to know them and let them get to know you. Four, build trust by taking an active interest in others. This is obviously related to number three, but it's vital. People will follow you out of fear, but only until they think they can get away. It's so much better if you gain trust by making others feel safe and by showing that you're truly interested in them as human beings, not just as someone who can get something done toward a goal that you have. Number five, put people first. Meeting the library's mission, reaching goals and objectives, and staying in the black financially are all critical to the library's success. There's no question. But none of those are going to happen 
if you don't put people first. Everything we do in libraries requires people. If you don't put people first, your team, your users, and even yourself, you're heading for the ditch. Put people first. Number six, know how to follow. The best leaders know when it's time to step out in front and when it's time to walk behind and support. They also know when to let others critique their work and give honest feedback, even if it isn't positive. Let your newbie librarian edit your work and make suggestions for better content. Let your team members give you honest and authentic feedback on the work that you're doing. And if you are a supervisor or a director, please encourage honest appraisals of how you're doing so that you can better serve the people that are working with you. We need leaders in libraries. We need leaders in all departments and at all levels. We need those with the institutional power due to their positions to be strong, positive leaders. But more importantly, we need those people like you, those leaders interwoven throughout the organization. Be that leader today. Thanks so much for listening to Masterful Librarian Podcast. Please share the show with other librarians who also want to achieve greater relevance, meaning, and impact in a rapidly changing world. If you're listening on the Apple iTunes app, please review the show. Until next time, keep making a difference. Bye now.